Hello, besties. How are you doing? It is your favorite personal trainer, Liz King, back with another episode on Made For Me Fitness. It is springtime. Summer is almost here, which is my absolute favorite. I love the sun. I love warmth. I love vibes. I live for summer. I feel like a wretched witch all winter because I cannot stand the darkness, the cold, ugh, besties. Life update. No, I haven't given one in a while. I am moving to LA (laughs) to be with my boyfriend who already lives in LA. So don't get it twisted. It's not the high rise, white granite apartment, Gymshark brand deal, bloom supplement ambassador kind of way. It's the rent-controlled, built-in-the-70s, out-of-unit laundry type of way that I am putting quarters into on a weekly basis. Don't get me wrong. Great place. actually love where I'm at. So cute. I'm very excited. I just, like, love the reality of moving to a big city, and everybody's like, wow, you live in New York or L.A.? And they're very inspiring places, right? Like, I've loved being here so far, but unless you're rich, rich... You're taking some hits as to how you live your daily life. I'm just going to be honest. Being on the top floor of your New York City apartment means that you have to walk up those 44 flights of stairs because the elevator never works. And that's a funny and beautiful part of progress because who cares what it is or what it looks like? Sometimes giving up your big city apartment and living with your parents to save money is a form of progress, right? Sometimes leaving your small town and being in a big house to then moving to a city that inspires you more is progress. Maybe you're in a one bed with two other roommates, but it's still progress, right? Everybody can live the life that they want. And I know that there are a lot of things happening. Of course, we are going through some interesting financial times in the world and things are changing. People may be getting laid off or losing their jobs or having to move around and have to do things. I just want everybody to know that if there is some sort of iffiness going on in your life or maybe the stability around your life, I really encourage you to think of it as an open window. It's a new door. It's a new opportunity. Progress doesn't have to look linear. It doesn't have to look anything outside of how you are making it because regardless, you are going to move forward and maybe it might not be in the way that you thought it would be, but you're still going to move forward. And that's also the same thing with fitness progress, right? Fitness progress looks like all types of shit. Gaining weight, but having a better relationship with food is progress. Working out three times a week when you used to work out six times a week, but now you're more consistent because you don't burn out anymore is progress, okay? Everything happens for a reason. Everything changes as we go. So I know that I have some friends and people who have been kind of going through a hard time or going through some hard transitions, and I just wanted to shout out to you guys and let you know, like, we're all in this together, okay? A lot of really great things have happened in my life because of terrible situations. In fact, I would not have this podcast. I would not have my business. None of this would exist if I didn't have a reason to get out of the situation that I was in, all right? Just a little pep talk for you guys. So let's get into this week's episode because I am really excited and you guys need it. 
I might also need it a little bit too. <laughs> but that's besides the point. We are going to talk about self-sabotage and how to fucking cut it out. There are countless ways that we sabotage ourselves on our fitness journey that really drive a knife through our progress and getting results. Now, just like any good intervention, the first thing you need to do is admit that you have a problem. Hi, my name is Liz, and I am a self-sabotager. Your turn. Hi, my name is... And... Very good. Now, the second thing you have to do is identify in which ways you are self-sabotaging, because it can be pretty tricky, pretty hidden, very easily justified to ourselves and the people around us. And it may not even be in the way that you think. For example, you may think, I self-sabotage myself from getting to my fitness goal because I overeat at night and on the weekends. But besties, overeating at night and on the weekends is not the actual way that you are self-sabotaging. It is merely the result of how you're actually self-sabotaging, which would probably be the fact that you are trying to limit your food intake too much. Maybe you're trying to cut down calories or you're not eating enough throughout the day, nor practice enough balance within your diet and the foods that you eat, which is causing your body to be over hungry and overstressed at the end of each day and feeling really uncontrollable on the weekends when you feel like it's your time to let loose. So in this situation, you're actually self-sabotaging by not eating enough or not eating enough of the right things to fuel your body. Overeating is not the issue. You are not self-sabotaging yourself by overeating. You're self-sabotaging yourself by undereating throughout the day, which is causing the overeating, which is preventing you from actually getting to your goal. Overeating is not the issue. It is the solution that your body is giving to you to solve that real issue, which might be undereating. Another example would be if you self-sabotage because you go really hard one week with all of your workouts and then the next week you struggle to do any at all, making you really inconsistent. Your first solution would be to say to yourself, I have to get serious. I have to get more disciplined. I have to try harder. No excuses. I have to go and push myself to just do it. Why can't I do it? When in reality, the inconsistency is not sabotager. Your choice to do unmanageable workouts in an unmanageable time frame is the sabotager. That's how you're sabotaging yourself. And how you would get out of that is actually by dialing it back, not adding more. You getting mad at yourself for doing something that your mind and body has shown you in the past is not sustainable for you is the result of you trying to do something that's simply not sustainable. You're not lacking discipline or motivation. We know that those things don't really hang around for very long. Sometimes they're great in some moments, but you can't rely on them. You're not lacking any of that. You're trying to do too much, sis. So getting a plan that gives you a manageable workout split throughout the week that isn't complicated, that doesn't take forever to do, and doesn't leave you totally exhausted by the end of each week is what you need. Less becomes more in this situation because you are being more consistent. It is more manageable. You are actually able to get 
more done over a longer period of time instead of going really, really hard some days or some weeks and then not doing it again for a while. Then over time, you'll become more consistent for months and months and then maybe you can add a day. Feel it out. Do you feel better with a four-day workout split or a five-day workout split? Is that even sustainable for you in your current work-life schedule? Maybe three days is more manageable for you, therefore you need to have a three-day workout split so that you can stay consistent. Because Bestie, it does not matter how fucking good or how intense your workout program is. If it is not sustainable and you are not able to be consistent with it for more than an entire year, yes, an entire three, six, five, baby, you will not succeed. I cannot say that enough times to you. And I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going with these examples here, okay? This is fun. We're on a roll. Another example you're not seeing results. You keep trying different workouts, but you have been consistent. You've been consistent for a really long time, but you don't really have a plan that's designed to get you the results that you're asking for. If you listen to my Building Muscle podcast, you will understand that every specific result that is achieved through fitness follows a certain formula. And then refusing to write a plan for yourself or get a plan or structure your other workouts that you found in a way that makes sense for your goals and just continuing to do more workouts or harder workouts or doing more of them, if they still don't add up to the right results, that's a massive form of self-sabotage. That also goes along with another example of plan hopping too. Maybe you do have a plan, maybe you have a couple plans, but you don't stick with them. You might start following a plan that is designed to grow your booty, get that dun dun on. But the next month you think, oh shit, summer's right around the corner. I just want to try to get abs now. So then you drop that plan and you start trying to get abs. Now building a booty is very different from building abs, okay? You need a lower body fat percentage in order to see, to have visible abs, but you need to be eating at maintenance or a slight surplus in order to grow your booty, which doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be as lean as possible through your booty growth. And then what happens is you keep circulating around and around between those two plans and never actually achieving either result. Instead of just sticking to one plan for as long as it takes to get there, and then if you did want to modify the plan or if you had another goal, then you would be able to move on to that. Trying to be a perfectionist about fitness is also self-sabotage if you're aiming for sustainable results. If you think you're a perfectionist, I highly recommend listening to my episode, Fuck Your Perfectionism, because it's very, very helpful, besties. Yes, of course, as a perfectionist, if you hit all of your calories precisely and did all of your workouts and never skipped a day, the plan would work, right? Why hasn't it worked yet? Life does not allow for that type of thing to work. It does not allow for that to happen forever. You might be able to get there for a short period of time, but it's not going to last forever if it's not maintainable long term. Falling off track once you're there isn't the sabotage. The point where you're sabotaging yourself is trying to maintain a routine like that. That doesn't allow any room for real life enjoyment. So the second that you start enjoying your life or you let go a little bit, you feel like you're losing everything because It is unmaintainable, which means you will lose it. (laughs) You can't fix self-sabotage with control. You fix it with balance and focusing on your power. 
So how do we do that? Oh, I'm so glad you asked my beautiful chicken. There is so much power in letting go. You have the power of doing everything on your fitness journey that you need to do and getting results, whatever you want, by letting go of your expectations, letting go of your timelines, and letting go of your thought patterns that are no longer serving you. You have the power to practice changing your eating habits without controlling them. You have the power to practice working out more consistently without control. Yes, of course. Those things are technically in your control because you're the one that makes it happen. There's things that we do have control over versus things that we don't. But it's the way that you perceive control that you need to change in order to be successful. To bring back one of my previous examples, say you overeat at night or binge on the weekends. Most of the time, the go-to explanation is to gain more control over those negative eating habits. But the reason that you have those eating habits in the first place is because you are trying to control everything else that you eat so much that the second you have a big meal or sit down at the end of the day when you're tired, you cannot stop eating. Or the second you get your hands on some pasta or ice cream or pizza or something that you have told yourself is bad for you, you can't stop. The culprit is always trying to have too much control over something that requires balance and power. Binge eating is uncontrollable. Obviously, if we could control it, no one would binge eat. Binge eating sucks. It doesn't feel good. It's really emotionally draining. It's not fun. No one would do it if we could control it, but we can't. (laughs) But what you do have the power to do is to learn why you're doing it if that's a problem you have. Your body don't fuck around. She has the control. And if she is not fueled properly, she's going to make up for it whether you like it or not. Another food example is trying to have too much control over the types of food that you eat. You feel very out of control whenever you eat pizza or sugar. The go-to answer would be have more control over eating too much pizza or not allow yourself to eat pizza at all so that you can remain into control. But unfortunately, what happens in that situation is if it's not pizza, it's going to turn into something else. It might even turn into overeating healthy foods like vegetables. I know that sounds weird, but I don't give a fuck if you're binge eating pizza or vegetables. It's still binge eating, bestie. Don't play that shit with me. I've, I've been through that loop, okay? Can't get past me. And that comes not from a lack of control, but the severe lack of balance in your daily routine and your daily nutrition. The actual solution for that is not controlling more. It's letting go and giving yourself the power and the opportunity to enjoy pizza more often so that you can find balance in enjoying the foods that you like more frequently so that you aren't overeating them or feeling out of control with something. The more you let yourself enjoy pizza, the less you're going to overeat it. Now that seems scary, right? If you have a fat loss or weight loss goal, the idea of having pizza twice a week seems catastrophic. And that's your brain trying to control it again. There she is. But eating pizza two or even three times a week does not mean that you can't still lose weight or lose fat or get to any fitness goal. Because you're not overeating the pizza, you'll settle into having a few slices every time. And if you're eating the right nutrients, you're going to find a lot more balance and consistency within that. 
you will see results from something that you do all the time consistently. With workouts, it's letting control over the fact that it is going to take way longer than you think. Life really doesn't allow for that type of control. And if it does at any point, it doesn't last very long. It's really not sustainable. But you do have the power over being consistent for a very long time. And consistency doesn't mean hitting the gym every single day of the week, every week. If you have a good plan, all you need is about four days a week of strength training with some cardio sprinkled in. Most weeks, you will be able to do that. You have the power to do that, even if they're only 20-minute workouts. But some weeks, you won't be able to do that. You'll get sick. You'll go on vacation. You'll have some crazy week from hell at work. But that doesn't mean you're being inconsistent, even if you're taking a week or two off here and there. That's life. You're not being inconsistent long-term. As long as you get right back on track, as soon as you can, you have the power to meal prep and start working out the day that you feel better or the day that you have a moment, right? And you can slowly get back into your routine that way. That's what being consistent is. Feeling guilty or anxious or stressed that you missed some time is you trying to control something that you really didn't have that much control over. Yes, it's okay to reflect and think back and say, well, I did kind of have the time to work out and I probably could have, but I did choose not to. It is what it is. Let it go. It's in the past. What do you have the power to do today, right now? What actions can you take right now to turn your day around, to turn your week around? Right now. Can you, can you work out right now? Can you turn off this podcast and go, can you do a workout? Can you do a 15-minute ab routine in your living room? Can you go on a walk? Maybe you're already on a walk. Maybe you already turned your day around. Can you do that right now? What can you do literally right now? You don't have to do something crazy. You don't have to do a bunch of crazy hit workouts or eating salads for a week. You don't have to do anything crazy to feel like you're regaining control of maybe the time that you've missed because that has nothing to do with being consistent. In fact, that's only creating more inconsistency and kind of wasting your energy on things that just aren't going to do what you think they're going to do. Self-sabotage requires very limited thinking. I'm really good at what I do because I do not limit my thinking around my clients' plans or what they need to be successful in them. Another example of the self-sabotage limited thinking is I can't work out because I don't have 45 minutes in my day to do the workout that I need to get to my goal. Fine. I fully believe that. I respect that. 45 minutes to an hour and a half of time is a lot to ask for, especially if you've got like job, commute, kids, like everything. But how about 20 minutes? Could you do 20 minutes? Could you do 10 minutes? How about we settle with 15 minutes every day at home workouts until you start feeling better about being consistent? Anyone can do that, no matter how busy you are. You have that power. You have the power to do 15 minutes every single day. And by doing 15 minutes every single day, that's not necessarily the same as doing really hard workouts every single day and burning yourself out, right? Doing less more often is a really, really great way of just eliminating that self-sabotaging mentality of that you have to do all of these big, crazy things in order for it to be effective. 
when in reality, you're so much better off doing 15 minutes every single day and being consistent for months to years versus doing a couple, doing two hard, big workouts per week. And then some week you're doing them and some weeks you're not like that's inconsistency. Your body is built to adapt to things. So doing something really big once in a while is not going to cause it to adapt to anything. It's going to adapt to the things that you do every day, every other day, multiple times per week, which is why we increase the frequency of our stretching, of our cardio, of our strength training routine as well. Like we have to do things multiple times a week in in order for our body to get stronger and to adapt and build that. And what also adapts is our consistency levels, like our momentum, our actual need and desire to feel good and continue doing those workouts. So doing 15 minutes a day for five or six days a week even is building up way more consistency than doing those hard workouts or feeling like you're not going to be able to do anything at all because they're too long and you don't have the time to do them. So let's take a little minuto. I want you to think about all the ways that you self-sabotage. <laughs> yes, yes. Could be on your fitness journey, even in your life. Let's think about it. Let's go down that dark path, okay? Which ways do I self-sabotage? Write down all of the things that you feel like get in your way of being in a sustainable fitness plan, from being consistent, from being able to stick with something. Write down all of those thoughts, even feelings. Just write it down. And now I want you to counteract them with what you actually have the power to do and how you can change your beliefs about them so that it can be something actionable instead of something that is a wall. It's not this big barrier between you and your goals. It's only how you get around it. We feel like we have to climb this 20-foot wall to get over it when we can just walk around it. It's only like five feet long, okay? Out of this episode, I want you to let go. We are not dealing with self-sabotaging or limited beliefs anymore. Let go of all the expectations that are causing you to run in circles. You are going to breathe in power right now and breathe out control, okay? We're going to breathe. I don't know why I started doing breathing exercises, but this helps me, okay? So you have to do it too. We're just going to do it together. It's going to be fun. Okay, so big breath in, breathing in your power, and then breathing out, letting go of that control. Okay. In the next couple of breaths, take big, deep breaths. You're going to breathe in power. You're going to breathe in balance. You're going to breathe in confidence. You're going to breathe in consistency. And every time you breathe out, you are going to breathe out self-sabotage. You're going to get rid of it. Let it go. Breathe out self-sabotage. Breathe out limited thinking. Breathe out the anxiety and emotions that are preventing you from finding balance. And breathe out all control and let it go. Welcome to the beginning of your sustainable fitness journeys, besties. I'm so happy to have you here. And that's all for today. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope this helped you in some way, maybe recognize some of the ways that you've been sabotaging yourself unknowingly. And now we can move forward. 
with these words and reminders in your head and actually be able to start enjoying the process. I love you all so much. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time. Bye.